Give him praise in the house. Give him praise, I tell you. Are we scared to give him praise today? Man, he is risen. He is risen. You guys are wanting to worship him more than you are. So let's give him praise today. He is risen. He is risen. Oh, did I say that he is risen? Amen. He's alive. He's real. I tell you guys, we need to shout that from the rooftop. It shouldn't matter what song we're singing, if it's a right or wrong song, or it's a right style or wrong style, if the lights are on or the lights are off, we should be praising his name. Amen. Praising his name for what he's done on this day. The day we're celebrating that he is risen. We have victory. We have victory in Jesus' name. He is awesome, isn't he? I tell you what, you're going to see the results of his awesomeness. Is that a word? You're going to see the results of it anyway. But God is good. Amen? Amen. You may be seated today. I want to welcome everybody that's joining us today. I want to welcome the families of of Jose and the families of Jonna, the families of Jason and Tim or Tom. Uh, If there's any Tim Friedens, we'll bring them in too. But I want to welcome all of you guys here today. Uh, have a special welcome of my own. Uh, welcome, Morgan. Uh, guys, God answers miracles. That's Joshua's girlfriend, Morgan. Uh, that's a miracle. Thank you, Lord. But I'm glad you joined us today. It's a blessing to see her here today. It's a blessing to see uh, Shy and Amy made it back from Utah. Thanks for being here today. Shy slipped in on me. She's shy. But anyway, uh, welcome. I want to welcome everybody outside and everybody online. Thank you for joining us today. We're glad you're with us as well. Any guest inside, outside, we're glad you're with us today. Thank you for coming out and celebrating Jesus with us today. Did I see Billy Bob back there and Kay uh, Cass uh, for the first time has joined us in church service. They were married Thursday night. Stand up and wave at everybody. Look at there. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. And Chris, is it your birthday today? Man, what a birthday present. He is risen. Happy birthday. Man, I'm just getting pumped here just talking about all this. Man, we got a lot coming up next Sunday, April the 11th. My little brother's going to be here, and, and he can preach almost as good as me and dad, but not there yet. But uh, come out and hear him. But no, Lord's put him on my heart to come in and speak to us. He'll be here a week from today. And then he'll be at Carthage on Sunday night at 6 p.m. There's going to be a different sermon every night. So you go to Carthage, you're going to get something different. 6 p.m. And then Sunday or Monday and Tuesday at Central at 7, which is here. And every one of those services will be in Spanish if you come and join us for those. On April the 16th and 17th, Oakland is hosting the Stronger Men's Conference. And I'm excited about that as well. And Pastor Joe's overseeing that, but we've got a lot of activities. Read your bulletins. I'm not going to say any more, but I'm going to go right into point one today. Have I mentioned he is risen? Amen. Have I mentioned that it's victory Sunday? Man, God took victory, not only in, 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 in the world and everything, but in all of our lives today, those that would choose him. But victory, when I looked it up, means the act of defeating an enemy. And I want to be clear with that today that, that, that it's an act 
of defeating an enemy. You know, so many times we think that, that, that Jesus was defeated. At no point, not at any time, ever or ever will he be defeated. Jesus is victorious in the past, the present, and the future. And we need to realize that today. Jesus walked in victory over Satan in his pre-ministry years. And before he ever preached a sermon or, or maybe healed somebody, we don't know. But before his, pre, his pre-ministry years, the Lord said, This is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. Jesus walked in, in victory and without sin. Jesus walked in victory over Satan's temptations that we read about in Matthew chapter 4, Luke 4. When his friends tempted him, Simon Peter in Matthew 16, Jesus walked in victory. When his own brother came in and, and his own brother didn't even believe in him, John 7, 3 through 5 tells us, Jesus walked in victory. He never walked in defeat. So if we're here today and our family and friends aren't behind us and we're believers today, hey, walk in victory. Jesus gives us a victory today. The other things we see here when the religious leaders, when the world tempted him and tried to test them and bring charges against him, he walked in victory. Jesus even pronounced victory over Satan with some of the last words on the cross when he said the ruler of this world has been judged, John 16, 11. Did you guys get that today? While dying on the cross for us, he said, Satan, you have been judged. And my people have the opportunity to live in victory. Jesus walked in victory over Satan, sin, and death. We've said it all day. He is risen. But Hebrews 2.14 says that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death. That is the devil. So Satan does not have the power over death. Jesus has victory over that as well. Jesus, this one here is the one I really like. Jesus walks in victory every time. Get this again. Jesus walks in victory every time over Satan that a believer receives Christ. Amen? That shows me the victory. We're going to see four of those victories today. The other thing I wanted to say is Jesus will walk in victory over Satan at his second coming. Revelations 21 and 2 tells us. And Jesus will have the final victory over Satan where there's no more. And he's just done. And he throws him into the lake of fire. Revelations 20, 10 tells us. But guys, because of Jesus, the believer, we can walk in victory over Satan's sin and death as well. James 4, 7 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. We, we, we submit to God through salvation. That's the first step. And then we resist the devil and he has to flee. So salvation is, is a step of victory for the believer in Christ as well. We can walk in victory throughout our li- lives. We can walk in victory. And I say we can because a lot of believers choose not to. But Jesus has already paid the price. We see that with COVID. We see that Satan tried to come in and destroy the church with COVID. 
And guys, look out. We're, we're starting to put chairs in the back now because God is sending people in. Give him praise today. He's resisted what Satan wants to do in this body, but it ain't going to happen. You guys, I got to look in at our last year numbers before COVID and Sunday school, children's church, and the worship service is higher than it was pre-COVID last year. We've come out of this in victory, in victory. Point two today, born again. As I, have I said, he is risen. I'm going to keep saying that today. Let's read John 20, 19 through 23. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said, now, they weren't walking in victory, were they? They were hiding in fear. And Jesus walked in and says, peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. Because they still didn't have peace. And he goes on to say, uh, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of many, they are forgiven. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. Today, the scripture shows us of the victory, the victorious living that believers can walk in. A lot of people ask me, if Jesus is victorious in the believers' lives, then, then why do we see so many struggling Americans across the land? Why do we see so many believers struggling? You know, even if you go out there, guys, and you ask most people, they're going to come up and say to you, and you say, hey, are you a believer? They're going to say, yeah, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I've been going to, every, going to church every Easter. I've been going to church every Christmas. Hey, I, I've got church membership. Hey, I've been through confirmation class. But guys, none of those things save you. I say today, have you been born again? Because I think that's what's wrong with a lot of America, that, that we have not been born again, but yet we say we're believers. When I say born again, we have not experienced the presence of the Holy Spirit. We see the disciples, they had spent three and a half years with Jesus. They had been into the temples. They had seen deliverance. They had seen the uh, uh, baptisms or deliverances, healings, all these great miracles of Jesus. But when he went to the cross, they went into hiding. When he went to the cross, they went into dying. When he went to the cross, they went into denying the totality of Christ because they hadn't had the Holy Ghost experience of salvation. And, and we see that in this scripture today that Jesus comes to them in hiding. The people that's been at his right side for three and a half years, and he said to them, peace be with you. And they still didn't get it. And he said, peace be with you. Guys, the disciples couldn't be saved because Jesus hadn't yet bore the sins on the cross. And once that was completed and he rose victorious, then they could walk in victory. And that's when he breathed on them the Holy Spirit and they received salvation. We see 50 days later that the disciples were baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I think that's another reason that some believers don't walk in total victory because they experience the salvation 
experience, but they don't move into the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I think it's important. But yes, most people, are you a believer? They're going to say, oh yeah, yeah. But I say, are you born again? Have you experienced the Holy Ghost in your life at salvation? Have you experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit? You see, the Bible tells us how to experience this. And I don't want to sit up here and say this is a formula because I believe that when we get down and ask Jesus in our heart, he comes in. But we see acts or steps that are taken throughout the Bible. And as I was writing them down, I saw this acronym ACTS before in a prayer and prayer request. But, but ask, as far as in salvation, A is ACTS, ask. Have you asked Jesus into your heart? Revelation 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice he, I, and opens the door, I will come in to them and eat with him and be with them. And you have to ask. You have to ask. And the second thing, have you confessed your sins? Have you believed in Jesus' death and his resurrection? The Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. So we need to ask. Then we need to confess. And then the third thing is we need to trust. Do you have a firm belief in the reliability, the truth, the ability of Jesus to follow him and to follow the word, to direct your life? When the world says, oh, you don't have to do that any longer, we've changed. Do you have the trust in Jesus to follow his word when the world isn't following his word? Baptism is the first sign of trust in Jesus. Jesus said the first thing he asked us to do in the act of obedience is when you're saved and you ask and you confess and you trust him by being baptized. Baptism is a form of trust and that's the first step we take. We need to trust Jesus. Well, the world says you don't need to be baptized to go to heaven. Well, we need to trust Jesus. I don't believe you have to be baptized to go to heaven. I believe you should be baptized because that's what the Bible says. And then we see sin. Do you have the urge to tell others? I believe that when you ask, when you confess, when you trust, you're going to want to go sin. That's what makes me believe in the resurrection more than anything. I believe that the empty tomb's pretty cool. He wasn't there. You know, I believe it's pretty cool that we saw Jesus walking around. You know, that's confirmation of the resurrection. But every time somebody gets saved and their life does a resurrection and turns around and they start leaving, living for Jesus when they weren't, that is a demonstration that he is risen. Amen? When God pulls us out of where we were and we begin to tell others about him, we begin to walk like him. You know, you farmers are planting corn right now. Do you hope it grows? Do we hope it grows? When we invest in something, we want it to grow in us. Send me, Lord. Send me, Lord. We see this example with King David. Even the Old Testament was pointing towards the cross. We see that David followed this ACTS acronym, A-C-T-S. And the first thing he did, A, letter A, is he asked. 
Lord, I wait for you to help me. Lord, my God, I know you will answer. Don't let my enemies have the joy of seeing me fall. Don't let them brag when my feet slip. Psalms 38, 15. Lord, my Savior, come quickly to help me. 38, 21. We see in that same passage of Scripture that David confessed, I admit that I have done wrong. I am troubled by my sins, Psalms 38, 18. We see that David moves into trust. For in you, O Lord, do I hope, verse 15. David said, Lord, do not desert me. My God, do not be far away from me. Lord, my Savior, come quickly again to help me. And we see that that David went out. And the Bible even said that David was a man after God's own heart. And we get that today, that, that transformation. Well, today we're going to get to see that example. And I'm going to ask the baptiz- those getting baptized to come forward today. But guys, before they come, in two or three of their testimonies, go ahead and come up. In two or three of their testimonies, most of them are going to say or would tell you that I grew up in church I've been in church. I'd always knew it was right. always knew God was right. But I don't remember that day I experienced him. And that's why I believe this word needs to be said to the body today. Come on up here. I believe there's people out there that have have been in church or they believe in the Lord. and, And if you'd walk up to them, are you saved? They'd say, yeah, I'm saved. But they've never really experienced his salvation. They've never really been born again. And I'll let these guys share their testimony with you some other time after church or whatever. Or if they want to share today, I don't care. But they have made that decision. They have taken these acts, A-C-T-S, and asked Jesus in their heart. And they're going to confess him. And they're trusting him through baptism and with their lives today. And they're saying, Lord, send me. When I was talking with Tom this last week, and me and Tom go way back. So, brother, forgive me for anything I say ahead of time. I love you. But, but um, he was telling me the other day that, that them kids that we've coached together in football over them years still come to him today and ask for advice. They still come to him and respect him. And, and he loves talking to them. That's that sending. God puts people in his life to minister to. And God puts people in our lives to minister to and to, to raise them up. So, Jim, if you would, let's these guys introduce themselves today. Uh, my name is Jose Cherez. Jonna Cherez. Tom Frieden. Jason Frieden. Kent Garfield. Hey, did I say he's risen? Aren't these guys handsome up here? And gal's handsome up here. The gal makes him handsome, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Get the Lord praise quickly. Save me. <laughs> Guys, I've already asked you these things, but I ask you again. But do you believe Christ died and rose for the forgiveness of sins today? Amen. Do you reject Satan, all of his wickedness, and repent of your sins? Amen. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior and promise to serve him as your Lord? Amen. Will you promise to share Jesus, your faith in him, with others? Amen. Do you believe that you too will rise to be with him for all eternity? Amen. Do you desire to be baptized today? Amen. They said, this is the third time I've gone over these. No. 
But the Bible says to come before the body and confess. Church, do you stand behind these decisions today? And by a step of your faith, would you stand today? I just saw Keisha over there, little Emmett. Good to see you guys today. I had to make sure I had the name right. I was pretty sure, but I was scared to step out. But I just saw you in there. Man, I ought to come back and hug the baby. A lot cuter than well, Tom anyway. But, but uh, no, I'm sorry. But, uh, forgive me. Remember the Bible says forgive. You know, so, yeah. But uh, church, will you continue to let your light shine upon these by giving them your total support and promise to do all you possibly can to see that they are, are nurtured in Christ? Will you do that today? I'd like for some of you to come up and stand behind these guys today. Can you guys take a big step forward? And some of you come up behind him. We're going to pray over him. Come on, family, friends. Don't be shy. I didn't appoint anybody to come up. God's appointing you right now. Come up and stand behind him. And if you're a guest, you can do that. Anybody that God's feeling or leading to come up and stand behind these, come up and do it. Show them your support today. You're telling them today that you're going to support them through thick and thin, that you're going to be a Jesus in their life, and you're going to love on them. Got some more coming. Hey, how are you? God bless you guys. Well, Father, we do come to you in Jesus' name today. And Father, we ask that you bless these before you today. Father, we've already prayed, and Lord, I know they're experiencing the totality of you now. But Lord, as they are asking you into their heart, Lord, you're forgiving of their past, their present, and their future sins. And Father God, they're are set up before you, and Father, they're your children. All the sins of the past are forgotten and and gone. Anything you're holding on to, don't hang on to it anymore. God is forgiven and he forgets. He throws it as far as the east is from the west. And Father God, we again ask that your Holy Spirit just run over these guys today. And Father, as they receive you at baptism today, again, as they're going down that water and come back up, let them be refreshed and renewed into you. And Father, I'd even ask that they're baptized in the Holy Spirit, but that's, Lord, between you and them. But, Father, we thank you for these today, and we give you glory, honor, and praise for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Give the Lord praise again. If you guys want to follow Gary, he's over there, and he'll take you upstairs. Yeah, go ahead and greet. That's okay. That's why we're here. I've got a special today that, that I ask you guys to go ahead and be seated. But, but the Bible says, hallelujah, praise the Lord, praise God in his holy sanctuary, praise him in his stronghold in the sky, praise him for his mighty miracles, praise him for his magnificent greatness, praise him with trumpets blasting, praise him with piano and guitars, praise him with drums and dancing. Praise him with loud clashing of cymbals. Praise him upon the high-sounding cymbal. Praise him with drums and dancing. I said that again. But the point I want to make today is I believe that this guy here is the Lord's drummer boy. And, and, and we always hear the story at Christmas, the drummer boy. But the Bible talks about that we need to praise his name. 
And Jeremy is our drummer, and he believes the Lord's anointing him to play. And that's his gift. Like mine's to preach and, and some of yours to teach or to be in a trustee or, or to lead worship or whatever it may be. God believes Jeremy's called him. One of his gifts is the drum. And, and the Lord uses him that way. We're already seeing that right here. He wanted to get up close so that he could see Jeremy drum. And that's what you gave Jeremy for his birthday, wasn't it? He was on his little drum set and he was playing away. And he sent it to Jeremy for his birthday present. But Jeremy's going to bang them drums. I don't call it bang them. He's going to worship with them drums. And, and I ask you to allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you as we give Lord praise through his abilities. Jeremy?
brother, don't stop for me. Rigdon, did you like that? He, I saw you down there clapping. Yeah, yeah, he's giving me the thumbs up. Uh, that's what happens when you use our gifts. Uh, I like to say I can do that, but I can't do that. I used to play drums, but I can't play like that. But that's the anointing of the Lord. And the other thing I tell you is that Jeremy didn't practice. He just said whatever the Lord puts on his heart, he was going to do. And so that wasn't even, pre- that was prepared by the Holy Spirit. And they said the men ruled, the ladies go first. <laughs> Come on in here, give a wave to everybody out there. And, and John will go ahead to the front. Go ahead and sit down there. Yeah, everybody thinks it's going to be cold and it's like, it's warm. And so anyway, uh, we have a warm baptistry. And so we can have a warm touch of God's Holy Spirit. Amen. You love the Lord today. She's renewing her baptism. Uh, she is saved around freshman year, but just wanted to come and renew her, her vows before the Lord today and renew her life before the Lord. So today we baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Give the Lord praise. Yeah, I'm going to turn around and look at them. There you go. I'll help you out. I said, give the Lord praise, and she's already up here going, going, giving the Lord praise. So, praise the Lord. These guys are my neighbors now. It's pretty awesome. They, they probably already got their fill of me and my family, but, but uh, we love them today, and you love the Lord. You love Pastor Ken? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got to say it. He's got to say it. Am I the best neighbor you ever had? Yeah. yeah okay, okay. I got to take... I'm water longer. Yeah. <laughs> We're saving that for Tom. So, anyway, brother, we can have fun because Jesus had fun so that we could walk in the victory. We baptize you now in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Come on in, brother. Turn around. I made everybody else turn around and look and wave. Jason came up for salvation four weeks ago, I think now. But uh, he told me the Lord had been dealing with him for quite some time. And he just came before it from the body and did the act and acts. And he loves his Lord today. So do you love the Lord? I've already said you do. I do, yes, I do. I see the Lord moving over you right now. He's already doing his thing, isn't he? Yes, he is. Father, we baptize my brother in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Give him praise. Thank you, Lord. I think we're online up there, too, so if anybody wants to watch this, they can. And go back and get it. I think Karen will have some pictures because we want to for sure capture the moment. Uh, come on in here, brother, and sit down. Known this guy for my whole life. And we used to play football together over there at the farm some where Rick Morgan's at and lives now. And, and we've been friends forever, coached ball together, spent a lot of time together. And he had just Justin time him to see how long he could stay underwater because he thought I'd hold him under for a long time. <laughs> and so 
anyway, I had to give him a hard time today, but, but God's already washed your sins away, brother. And this is just an outward sign of inward work, and I'll be nice to you today, and mainly because I probably owe you a few nice ones. So. Anyway, but do you love the Lord today? Yes. All right. Well, brother, cross your arms there, and we baptize you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs> I was gentle, brother. Yes. <laughs> Tom, you're 57? Something like that. So the reason I say that is that we're never too old. Is God dealing with you today? Uh, that's what it's about here today. And I'm going to get my hands dried off and I'm going to say what I have to say to you guys, and, and then I'll come down there. Uh, did the praise team stay on the stage? Okay, well, I'll call you guys up here in a minute then. But, but the Lord's put a couple things on my heart that I wanted to share today, and, and instead of coming down there, I'll just do it from here. Baptism also represents uh, eternal life. In other words, when, when they were saved and baptized, they were also baptized in eternal life meaning they live forever. This last week, and I, well, I'm going to read the scripture, John chapter 11, uh, 25 and 26. But it says, and this is Jesus speaking, I'm the resurrection and life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this today? And the reason I share this is I went to Wesley Worth's funeral last Tuesday. And, and anyway, it was a blessed day already because that's the day Tom came up and talked to me about being baptized. But as I went over there, you could just sense the presence of the Lord at this funeral. And, and be honest with you, I love going to funerals, the people that knew the Lord, because you can, you can feel his presence and you're seeing all these things coming to life. And, and, Wesley wasn't there anymore, but God's presence was, and he was with God's presence in heaven. But, but something I wanted to say to you today is, is that Wesley was saved, baptized, and actively attended the Golden City UMC. But what I noticed in his life was that he went through some pretty, really difficult times, probably more difficult than, than most of us would go through. You see, Wesley served in World War II, and he went through marriage too. He raised his children. He buried one of his sons. He buried one of his grandsons. Have any of us done that? And he went through farming in the 80s. So he had a, a life that was pretty full. But he lived in victory throughout his life. And when he died, he was face to face with the Lord. And Jesus said, and everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. And he put his confidence in the Lord. And we experienced that presence at that funeral that day. But, but he had passed on in. I believe eternal life starts at salvation. But he had entered in to God's presence forever. So today, are we believers have we been born again? The points that we talked about and discussed today was Acts, 
A-C-T-S, acts. But are we living victorious today? Have we asked Jesus into our heart? Have we confessed him as Lord? Have we trusted him with our lives? And are we living for him? So I say to you today, if you're not walking in victory, be born again. If you're a believer and, and you say you're born again and you believe that with all your heart, but still life's tough, I challenge you to trust in him because he will bring you through. And the third thing is today, if you haven't been baptized and come before the body and confess that, we're going to be doing another baptism May 30th, and we've already got one person that wants to do that. But the Lord put it on my heart last week, and I say to this to you today when we close, to stop worrying about what people think about you. Half the decisions we make are based on what people think about us instead of what God thinks about us. And all that matters is that Jesus cares about us. And when we seek Him first and His righteousness first, everything else is going to work out. But the Bible says in 1 Peter 5, 7, Turn all your worries over to Him. He cares for you. And we need to remember that today. He goes on to tell us, don't worry. Don't worry about anything. Because He cares for you. I'm going to ask the praise team if they'd come forward at this time. I'm going to ask Larry and Jojo if you would come up to the front on the right side and pray with people today. I'm going to ask Jim and Suzanne Worth if they'd come on the other side. And I'll be down there in just a minute. But if you've been touched in any way today, and you want to come to these altars and just pray, or even pray with one of these, I say to you, don't worry about what people think. Jesus cares for you. And I believe he's wanting to touch more lives today and I believe more people today are going to choose him if we can get past worrying about everybody else. Some of you may be battling some things in your life and you're believers. We need to quit worrying about it and come to these altars and let him touch your life. But I don't care what you're going through. Wesley Worth went through lots of things, more than we'd ever think about, I think, or at least in, for me. And God brought him through and he's going to bring you through victorious. But you need to come to him. So these altars are open today and, and I ask that, that you just be sensitive to the spirit. So Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And Father, we hear your words today, not Pastor Kent's. But Father, if you're drawing us to the altars, Lord, we hear your words. And Father, we're going to submit to you today. And Father, if that be in salvation in baptism, or just simply trusting, or it may even be God sending you out, and you want confirmation for that. But don't worry about what anybody else thinks. Lord, help us to get past that, and help us to realize you care for us. In Jesus' name, amen.
I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet as the praise team comes forward. And again, be sensitive to the Spirit. Please come today.